0: So briefly, let's review what we are looking, discussing and examining was how was knowing you are saved, things pertaining to salvation, how to believe it, things we should be seeking and knowing about Jesus. The study is named this evening, Salvation. We spoke of Zacchaeus in Luke 19 and 9. Jesus said, this day is salvation come to this house. And it was Simeon who was told he would not see death until he saw the Lord's Christ. We spoke of those who had a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. And we know the same applies to us today. Many have a zeal and a desire to know God but they take the wrong approach to find him. It is our duty. It is our obligation. When we learn who he is and receive Christ, we need to show them to to those that don't know him. We must show and explain who Christ is. This is by the words that come out from my mouth and by the way we act. This proves to them salvation has come to our house, even when we are wrongfully treated. If we do right only because we are treated right, it does not prove anything. Did not Jesus ask this question in Matthew 5, 46 and 47? For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same. And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so. Remember, Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? We know in order to have the right salvation and to have the keeping salvation, in order to be salvaged by the right person, in order to help someone else find Jesus, who is our salvation, we must know who he is personally. Again, it says in Matthew, except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, we shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Remember, salvation goes beyond your way of thinking. It goes beyond what religion teaches or beyond the realm of denomination. Unless what we do and believe goes beyond what the scribes and Pharisees did or what has been established to be right in your own eyes, we have missed the mark. Again, our body is the temple of God. Being salvaged means the temple needs cleaning. Just like a clogged sink needs a liquid plumber to clean it, we need the washing of the water of the word to clean us. Romans said, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him which is your reasonable service. The only way for this to be done is by receiving Jesus. We also know now no man knows the son but the father and no man knows the father but the son and to whomsoever he reveals him to. And it was explained, no man can come to me except the father which has sent me draw him and I will raise him up at the last day. So again, if Jesus does not show us who the father is, and the Father does not draw us to the Son, we will not know who they are, and we cannot be salvaged from who we are, and we will continue to call him God. Without Jesus, we cannot know the Father, and we will not call him Father. In John 5, Jesus said this, between verse 17 and 15. My father worketh hitherto. And I work. Or until I came. My father did did the work. Now I am here to do the will of my father. Now watch this. In John 6.39 it does say. And this is the father's will. Which has sent me. That of all which he has given me. I should lose nothing. But should raise it up. Again at the last day. in Hebrews it says, "I come, being Jesus, in the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will, O God." And that is in Hebrews 10:7. Jesus can do nothing of himself but what he seeth the Father do, and because of Jesus, we can do all things. Jesus told us, whatsoever you ask the father in my name, I will do. We know father loves his son and shows him all things. And the father loves us and by his spirit and by his son, by the word, he shows us all things. Remember that is proven by what is written in John three sixteen. As we are salvaged. And learn to know who the Father and the Son is. We must remember to give honor where honor is due. John 5 and 23 says that all men should honor the Son even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son honors not the Father which has sent him. God does not want us to disrespect his Son no more than we want someone to disrespect our children. It is Jesus that pleaded for us. It was Jesus that died a painful death for us. It was Jesus who left the bosom of the Father to redeem, reclaim us who were lost. Knowing this about the Father and the Son is one of the reasons we should remember whatsoever we do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus while giving thanks to God the Father by him. So when we give thanks, when we testify, when we give honor, when we do anything in his name, acknowledge them both. Mm -hmm. It is in John 5, 24, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. And shall not come to condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Jesus being the word, who is in the bosom of the Father, spoke the word that was given to him by the Father. When we begin to believe who spoke, and who sent him to speak, when then it is then when we are not condemned or rejected, but have moved from the death of the world, and receive life which Christ gave us. Now as a Christian. As one who is called. Who, I, who is called saved. As one who has received Christ and believes. How do and can we get a prayer through. Some may be saying. I don't think God even, even listens to me. But it may be we are not listening to his answer. Or. We have dialed the number with the wrong phone. 555-35374. And that 35374. This spells flesh. Let's, let's go back and, and look at what God said in Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people. Which are called by my name. Shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Let's break this down. If my people, in Christ we are the people of God, when are we going to accept and understand we are God's people? Let me say it like this. When you first started school, you really didn't know who you were, even though you thought you did. As you began to hang around others your age, you began to gravitate to certain ones. You talk with those that thought like you, those that laughed at what you laughed at, those who acted like you. And you began to separate yourselves from those that didn't act like you. It was then you began to realize who you were. When you receive Christ, you should have moved or should be moving toward those like you. You should be separating yourself from those that are not. You should begin to realize you are no longer like those that are not in Christ. It is those in Christ you can identify with. It is those in Christ who have answers to the questions that you have. You have been brought out of darkness into his marvelous light. Jesus came so you could become God's people. Because of Jesus, we are now heirs and joint heirs. Because of Jesus, we have been grafted into the vine. That is why it says, which are called by my name. We are the sons and daughters of God. Whether you like or dislike to be called a Christian, whether you want to be called brother or sister, a believer or saint. See, it seems like every denomination of religion wants to use or be called by a different name to identify. But to God, we are the sons and daughters of God. First John three and two said, Beloved, Now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, Mm -hmm. for we shall see him as he is. When we get to our final destination, we won't look like we look now. We won't appear as we appear now. We won't have the same defects as we have now. We won't answer to the same name as we do now. But whatsoever it shall be, we shall be like him and we shall see him being Jesus as he is. Now, since we want our prayers to get through, it says next in the scripture, humble themselves and pray in that second Corinthians second Chronicles 714 again shall humble themselves and pray God is not just looking for prayer but some humility humility before the prayer not after let's look at humility one definition is saying to cause to be meek we also know humble means doing those things you did not intend to do willingly without murmuring or complaining. We know meekness is to endure injury with patience and without resentment or complaint. Now somebody is thinking right now, what has all that got to do with praying for someone or something I need? I will ask this question, is the only time you pray is when it's something you want or need? And when you pray, what is your state of mind? Is it kind? Patient, gentle, mild, or is it just the opposite? Are you mean and disrespectful in your heart? Impatient, saying, God, answer me now. Instead of being gentle, do you become agitated? When you talk to God, are you mad and demanding? When you talk with God, you cannot be impatient or agitated. God is not your spouse or your child. He is your father. You can't come across rude and rough. You may say, I don't talk to God that way. I ask him really nice. Do you still feel that way when he has not answered you in timely manner? What is in your heart then? Are you agitated? Do you take it out on others? Let me share with you what Jesus disciples said in Luke or what they wanted to do. And that's Luke 9, 53 and 54. See, just before this, Jesus sent messengers to the village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. But it says in verse 53, it says, and they did not receive him because his face was as though he would not. He would he would go to Jerusalem. So the disciples respond to this this way. And when his disciples, James and John, matter of fact, saw this, they said, Lord, would thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias did? This was not the right attitude for them then. And it is not the right attitude for anyone today. Just because you don't get the answer when you want it and how you want it does not mean that your attitude should change. You should still remain in the mind or state of mind of humility, humbling yourself, seeking his faith and being patient and wait on God. Even the ones you are praying for. Rather in Christ or not, do good to all. Especially those of the household of faith. Remember, whosoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Now look at what God is saying to do next in Second Chronicles. Seek my face. It does not mean to seek his face literally. No, no man can see God and live. When I seek his face, what am I seeking? Let us take a few seeking words in the scriptures. Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Mm -hmm. In Romans, it tells us the kingdom of God is not meat or drink. Meaning God's kingdom is not tangible. It is not made up of things that are here on earth. God's kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost who resides in you by his spirit and his word. When we seek it, it is not literal nor natural. It is not tangible nor visible. But when we do seek him in the right way, what we need that is natural is provided. Now, the other thing it says in 633 is and his righteousness. Don't forget, Jesus is our righteousness. We know this according to 1 Corinthians one thirty. In fact, it says it is Christ Jesus that God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Here's another thing we are seeking when we seek his face. Colossians 3 said, Seek those things which are above. What is above? Why the fruit of the spirit. Or his character. We need to seek peace. We need to seek wisdom. We need to seek the things which are Christ Jesus. But the next part of 2 Chronicles 7.14 says. And turn. From their wicked ways. You can't seek God and look on others at the same time when seeking anything of the Lord's, we need to turn from flesh, turn from thoughts of the flesh, turn from action of the flesh, turn from feelings of the flesh, turn from being opinionated. These fleshly things stops us from reaching God in our prayer. When we are focused on flesh and praying, Where is our state of mind? It is like talking on the phone and all you hear is static. Or being on a party line trying to talk to God. You can't get your point across because you are hearing other voices in your head. You can't effectively talk to God if someone else is trying to talk to you at the same time. So you can't effectively talk to God as you need. If you are not totally focused on God. You can't get your words out to him, but not being in tune, you don't get a clear answer. If there is any answer at all, it's like saying one thing to God while at the same time thinking something else. God hears and knows your thoughts, whatever comes from your mouth, he knows what's in your heart. It does not matter what the volume of your voice is. If the thoughts are not pure and clear, he will not hear. But if the thoughts are pure and you have turned from those things, things it says, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So recapping the initial point in question as a Christian who is saved, I get my prayer heard because I know who I am. I am salvageable and are being salvaged. Because of Christ who is in me, I am a son or daughter. And I now humble myself and seek him. I am turning from the wickedness of this world. And I believe because I have done and do these things which he has spoken. My father who sits on high hears me from where he is. And by his promise with patience, I am humbly awaiting his response. I know my father hears me and I believe it. Remember, we are being salvaged from speaking from some, some, we are being salvaged from something every day and we are being salvaged. We are taken from the environment or the environmental garbage of the world where we were born. And Jesus comes and gives us a clean life. He take, he has taken us from the junkyard of sin removed us from the filth therein, gave us a word that makes us clean. We need washing, which is by the word, repaired the parts that need repairing and replaced the words that need replacing. Now, things that don't function begin to function by the word. With that, my time is up and I thank you for yours.